of Us, Season 1, Episode 2, Infected, is over. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps, at least on the first playthrough podcast. Uh, if you want further coverage, there's so many other options here in your feed. But here on this podcast, I am Brooklyn Zed, playing along with Jess Sterling as we... Uh, we, we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing our best. Right, Jess? As we do the thing and learn what clickers are and why we hate uh, them so much. Uh, uh, <laughs> this time on the podcast, we die a million times. Oh my not God. just from clickers, but also cops who shoot us. <laughs> so, I mean, and in my case, one time. Just jumping off the building. I, okay, let me tell you, I did check out your stream this time. Last time I didn't have enough time before we recorded, but I did. I was working today and I was like, you know what? It's it, it's very helpful because it also gave me a refresher on like what the playthrough was as well. Uh-huh. And at one point you just <laughs> fell off the side of something. I ju- Well, I was building? trying... I was trying in the museum. I was trying to jump from one place to another place that you can jump to because I did it the next time. Yeah, but uh, he didn't make it. Joel no, he didn't just make it, and I just died. jumped to my death. I had yeah. no one to blame but myself for that one. Uh, yeah. Um, and we also have a. Uh, I think we have a new, like not a theme song, but it is a bop of looking for stuff. I gotta looking say, for stuff we're looking for stuff. <laughs> I love playing, looking for stuff. Uh, go uh, check this- out the clips on my Twitch. Even if you're not going to watch the whole uh, playthrough, I went through and made a bunch of clips of the best and or worst and or funniest moments from the stream. I made a little three-minute highlight reel. I'm, like, getting into it, you guys. Uh, so go check out the content at twitch.tv slash hope. I sing when I'm nervous in video games. So oh, I that makes lots- sense. Lots of little, there's a sneaking song. I make a lot of little songs when I'm stressed (laughs) about what's happening. I'm like, everything is fine. Which is most of the time in this game. Uh, It is a very stressful game. I am really enjoying, one aspect that I think is very, is particularly fun is the fact that we are playing this in such a different way and that I watch the episode when it comes out on Sunday night. So I at least have like a little bit of a somewhat preview as to what I'm getting into on the next uh, time playing the game. Whereas you are going in game first, not knowing at all what's about to happen. Yeah, no idea. Um, None whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Which my also first I feel encounter- like gives it more difficulty for you as well. Like I I also yeah. have, a, I'm not only am I playing on easy mode, but I'm also like a little bit able to know what's coming up. <laughs> you have a sense of the plot. You know that a clicker is coming. That many clickers are coming. Let me tell you, it doesn't stop the fear, Zed. It doesn't stop the fear. Like I, I just can't explain Okay, it really does remind me of when I was a kid and I watched that movie where uh, the grudge, where the noise was like, because uh, now like I hear that, that noise. Like, clicking yeah. noise and it is like immediately my heart rate is skyrocketing. Yeah, it's really awful. Uh, I will say, I think in the show, the the encounters with the clickers are the most similar to my gameplay experience across these two episodes okay. because if I have a my biggest complaint strictly as someone playing this game right now for the first time I think this would not matter to me if I had played this game 10 years ago and loved it but because I'm going through the struggle right now my biggest complaint is that they are not having to fight enough stuff <laughs> Uh, they have it too easy on this they, show they do the st- i do not feel as stressed assessment. for them as i do for myself um but the clicker encounter 
uh, and the sneaking around and the stress yeah. of them being so close uh, and like the violent, the actual violence that we get in that encounter felt the most real to me uh, in the translation from the game to the show. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I-, I felt that as well. I feel like what I'm happy I'm not having to deal with in the game is what I have deemed tentacle face. Um, I can't, I can't with the tentacle face. Um, but before we get into kind of breaking down all of our experiences this week, um, of course you can, uh, you can rate, review, subscribe, pushercups.com slash last of us or pushercups.com slash Lou. If you're feeling fun, you know, Lou. Um, so of course, like, uh, Zed said, we have a recap podcast that drops as soon as the episode is done. Um, and that is Grace and Mike talking all through the episode as first thoughts, um, and then, of course, we have Grace and Taryn doing full spoiler game talk. Um, so unlike us, they've played through both first and second game of this, um, and they can kind of give a little bit more context. Uh, and then, of course, there's also the Station Eleven versus um, versus Last of Us podcast with Latanya and Josh talking through. I loved Station Eleven, and I can see some similarities, let me tell you. Oh, for um, sure. I'm watching it yeah. for the first time right now, along with the podcast, because uh, apparently yeah. I have a discipline that no one has, and I am going to just watch one episode at <laughs> a time. Along it's r- with it's the hard to do that for that show. Um, and I, I almost struggled last week as we were podcasting, because I'd watched Station Eleven more recently than I had watched The Last of Us, and I was like, yeah. wait, which show did that happen in? Like, that's how similar they are at some points. The vibes uh, so, are similar, I think. Like, yeah. the emotional vibes are definitely there. I feel like we've had a little bit of emotional stuff in this show so far, in the game. Um, not, like, as much as Station Eleven yet. I'm sure we're going to get there. Um, but yeah, if you were interested in any of that content, pushercaps.com slash Lou or pushercaps.com slash last of us. If you want to go straight subscribe and all of those fun things, it helps us get higher in the charts. Um, yeah, the show so, is hot. The show is, is hot. The game hot. is hot. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the second episode had even more viewers than the first, um, wow, that's which is wild. wild. Yeah. Uh, um, the first episode was a movie. It was an hour and 20 it minutes. It was a film. But I will say, um, I felt like I really enjoyed episode two. Episode two for me felt like, okay, now that I know who these characters are, I can get to know them more. And I will say, I feel like we're getting more of Ellie's personality straight out the gate in the show more. A hundred percent. And that informs me as to, okay, now I'm kind of getting the vibes of what I'll have of her in the game later on. Yeah, uh, she is certainly far more vocal and active, I think, in the show than she is in the game where they're essentially like, okay, follow along. And she's like, okay, but I can't swim. And that's kind of the majority of what we get from her in this section. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the show, she has lots of witty comebacks. Um, Much more I talkative. shit myself, yeah. so I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've I... really enjoyed her on the show. And I hope we get, I, that's got to come from the game's character. So I'm looking forward to that yeah. coming out in the game. I'm guessing that because we're spending a lot more time with Joel and Tess, in the in the sh- or in the game early, obviously Tess is you know a spoiler alert by Tess, um, Rip Tess. We got, oh, we have to talk about that. Oh, we will, especially. Oh my god, the show version. Um, but I think we're we're gonna not get as much Ellie early on because we have a lot more Tess early on, right. and then when it's just the two of them, you know, I'm sure we'll get a lot more Ellie. Um, but yeah, definitely, it feels like the the character of Ellie is sparking more for me on the show. But I'm sure it's only a matter of time. The thing that I hate 
about having these like NPCs, non-player characters, if you will, like following us around in this game is sometimes they really screw me over because I know, I know people will tell us, oh, they can't get you caught and whatever. I understand Incorrect. That. Not true. I I'm on your side you. this time. They, I, I saw it happen to you. They <laughs> reveal your positions for the cops and for the zombies, or excuse me, infected. But also, like, I'm in the middle down. of doing, yeah, seriously, test crouch. I know it's a difficult button to try to find, but find Press the button and click it. Yes. <laughs> The one button I know. Press circle. <laughs> but the other thing is, um, there are times when there was a moment at the very tail end of this round that we played where I was like, I was aimed at the cop. I was lined up for a perfect headshot when I tell you right in the middle of that head. And freaking Ellie had to go open her mouth like, oh, watch out. And I immediately <laughs> boom, shot off to the side. And I was like, gosh, darn it, Ellie. I almost yeah. had that shot. It's very frustrating. That's definitely a different uh, experience for me compared with playing a first-person shooter where you're generally by yourself. And no one's talking um, to you. Yeah. Yeah. No one's – if you're messing up, it's your own fault or it's a wild animal's fault. Uh, but it's not your friend who's supposed to be helping you and being cool and quiet. Yeah. And I'm like, Tess, turn off your flashlight. Could you not? Like, yeah. I'm trying to hide in a corner in the dark right I now. I will also say, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I did get this vibe. Like I said, I did watch your playthrough this week. And as we know, I am playing on easy mode. You are playing on, is it medium mode? Normal. Or it normal. Normal. Normal mode. Um, I will say for some reason, Yours looks darker, and I don't know if that is an actual thing or if you maybe are using your flashlight less or if it's just, like, your screen's darkness. But I was like, did they make Zed's game darker? Because it seems more difficult that way. It, yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, <laughs> I might check the brightness settings before I next play because I was I kept turning the com my brightness up on my computer because I was like, I literally can't see anything. I'm yeah. shooting in the dark. But you're trying to be stealthy and your flashlight uh, kind of gives you away. I think right. if it well, doesn't, not with honestly, the... that's a bad game mechanic because it not... should. So it doesn't with the, from what I understand, it does not with the clickers because the they can't see. Yeah, But the other ones, the quote unquote runners, Ooh, those can see you i know so yeah. let's talk through a little bit because i i had already done this part the week before but you had to do the part where you're running through like alleys and like into pipes getting away from the cops yeah we're in um, the trenches dodging the like searchlights of the cops and the searchlights are on their guns and yeah. it's raining and you're in the water and, and it's dark and it's very um, dark. yeah that part i will say i struggled with a lot i struggled similarly where you did i do think you had more cops on you than i did just by proxy again you had the more difficult yeah. mode um but i did struggle as well with um not so much with avoiding the searchlights and all of that but i found it very difficult when i am assaulted with like four different police officers at one time yeah. it is very difficult and i found it very funny that i think we have very similar tactics um, when it comes to that type of thing, where when I am like confronted immediately with someone, my first instant reaction is, okay, we're getting in a fist fight. Punch, 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 punch. Mm -hmm. Like my first instinct is not to whip the gun out and shoot. No, <laughs> you're here. It's too late. Exactly. Gun is a ranged weapon. You're right in front of my face. Exactly. I'm, all I got to do is mash square instead of aiming. 
I will yeah. just I'll just hit you and then like your squishy head will face. go into a wall. There's so much squishing heads into things. I had the same thought you did where it was like, wait a minute, why is this person's head so squishy? We're literally They're all I have to all do is smash so it on a soft. wall and explodes. Even oh. the humans, even the non-infected. Right. right. Yeah. You fight the cops weird. and their heads just mush. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't know why. Fine. Whatever. It all ends with bashing a head into a wall. I, I don't care. Uh, yep. But yeah, I struggled real hard because I had already forgotten the controls from a week ago. Um, and they are yep. not at all intuitive to what I think they're supposed to be. So if you go to the very beginning of my stream, uh, we just play How Do I Run for a while and it doesn't go very well. Uh, yeah. I have a clip. I didn't count it, but I made a clip of like the first 10 minutes of my playthrough. And it's like, how many times can I die in 10 minutes? Because it's a lot. It's a lot of times. It took yeah. me a hot minute to figure out what direction was the right way to like get away from them. And well, then the game is the like running part. directly at enemies is going to get you caught. And I'm like, thanks, game. I, I know. I'm not trying to do that. I don't know where I'm going. I can't see anything and I don't yeah. know how to run. So we're doing great. The hardest part is I agree with you, the lack of a mini map. And I understand why they don't give you a mini map, right? Like it's supposed to be more like you're exploring and you're not sure where it's to go. Immersive, but it's immersive, like I get it. But it does feel like Joel is supposed to know where to go. He, Joel has way more of a sense of this environment and the path than I do. Exactly. So Joel... <laughs> Give me a hint. Like, right. the, I found the same. Um, so I, I also had difficulty. I will say I do have the advantage of having my husband sitting next to me while I'm playing. And so if I'm getting very annoyed, which does happen, um, and I'm just like, I don't know where to freaking go anymore. He'll be like, okay, you just turn left. Like, you know, there. I can't tell you how many times, Zed, I have looked around an entire room and been like, where the heck am I supposed to go? And yeah. he's like, don't you see there's a hole? You just have to crouch no, down and go I through it. No, I don't, Will. I don't see the hole. I don't see it at all. And it's very annoying. Um, but no, the lack of a mini-map is definitely one of my frustrations. And I also am having the same struggle as you where it's like, oh, shoot, I meant to crouch. But instead, I turned my flashlight on. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not good with the buttons yet. And uh, the only issue I would say I'm not having that you are still having is in the looking for stuff department um <laughs> i understand every time you open a drawer and i mean i do have empty drawers i will tell you there are drawers that are empty in my game as well but i get i that's my favorite part of the game is looking for stuff i love well, so up i stuff. learned about this from you talking about it on the podcast last week i <laughs> i like i knew there was stuff sitting around out that i could get but yeah. i didn't realize i could be pulling open drawers and so it this is exactly how I feel is like I missed I could have found tons of stuff in the first yeah. chapter of the game that I wasn't looking for. And now that I'm looking for stuff, there's nothing there. I found it's interesting because I rarely run out of things like granted, again, I probably don't use my gun as much as I should. I definitely should use my gun more. Um, but I I never run out of shivs. I never run out of bullets. I never run out of uh, med kits. It's a little iffier on, but I rarely I'm usually dying because I'm actually just being attacked versus like I have the moment to heal myself because there's no way to dodge and there's like no way to guard or block an attack. It's and you just have to run. That's the that's yeah. the thing. You have to run, which I don't know about you. My gut instinct is never to run. My gut instinct is to fight them. So for me, it's hard to be like, oh, I should run away now, especially when I don't know. You tell me, but I feel like as part of the story, I'm like I'm trying to protect Ellie 
Why would yeah. I run away from her and let her get attacked by an infected person? Oh, listen, clearly she can get attacked and it's fine. So apparently <laughs> we don't care. It's true, uh, we don't care. But that definitely, in the museum, my approach became, okay, sneak up on the first guy that is going to come looking for me and get rid of him and then run. Because <laughs> there's always going to be one that's like close to you. And yeah. then after that, if you can just, once you've died enough times and you know where you're going, uh, then you just run for the exit. Yeah. Um, and I used to have a roommate who would get so irritated at me for doing this in Far Cry. But I'd be like, I'm not fighting all these guys. I got to go. I'm yeah, just I'm leaving. Um, yeah, see, sometimes I'm, that works. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more um, completionisty, if that makes sense. Like, I want to look in every single room and check every single drawer and check every single corner of this map because I don't know what's going to be important or what might help me later on or where I can get supplies. So I tend to try to explore everything before leaving an area, even if that means I have to kill more things. Um, but speaking of killing things, we have to talk about the clickers because... They get introduced in this in this uh, episode and also in this uh, portion of the game where we see nasty, a nasty, mushroomy, stanky clicker like like glued to a door. Yeah, it's just fully grown into the wall, like the way that fungus will take over a wall in a dank space. Um, that is what has happened here and a full on former human being. Uh, with sort of like that one in particular to me looked like it had a bit of a lobster claw coming out of its head. And I wondered yeah. if that was like part of the clicker thing. I guess they're just mushroom creatures, but it looked claw-like to me and I didn't need it. Uh, and we, it took a while in the game for Joel to rip that thing off the wall. And I was like, mm -mm, nope, nope, nope. Don't need any more of that. We don't need to go this yeah. way. We can definitely go another way. It was very gross. And so this is where we find this is how bricks and bottles become very important Ugh. because and I let me tell you, I'm bad at aiming them. And you know what pisses me off even more, Zed, is when I aim one and I feel like I nailed that shot. You know what? That is the perfect throw. Call me a baseball player. Boom. Nailed it. And the clicker, it's like and my husband's sitting there. He's like, oh, you threw it too far. The clicker didn't hear it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I move a, <laughs> a single inch. On the, and the clicker hears me, but it can't hear a, a glass bottle break 10 feet away. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, in contrast, I said, nope, skipping all the bottles and all the bricks because I keep throwing them by accident. Uh, oh. And I don't want to do that. So rather than throw them by accident, I'm just going to not throw them at all. Yeah, I did. I, I will say I really only did it when I felt like I had to. The differences in our gameplay are more evident here. I think in watching your style of gameplay, you more freely were willing to just walk up to one and shiv it and call it a day. Oh, hell yeah. I was more likely to avoid them all together um, because I was like, I want to. This is stupid, but this is how I am with games. I'm like, no, I need to manage my supplies. Supply management is important. I don't want to waste my shivs. I'm going to sneak around them at all costs. This is the time for the shivs. I know, I know. But I'm like, I don't want to get close to that thing. It looks nasty. <laughs> oh, the clickers. The clickers are gross. Um, yeah, but that's the thing is you can't fight them. You can only sneak up on them and shiv them. Because if they find out, if they figure out you're there... You're, you're dead. You they can't just scream and they it. alert the others as well. And then all of and them attack someone's you. Someone's bitten you and then you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So the clickers are no fun. Um, I, again, I'm getting a little bit better at the brick throwing to try to get them away. 
but it's not so great. And that's kind of like the first building that we go through. And then we end up, and I am, I, we could not be more similar here. Again, the need for a mini map is so strong. I get lost in these freaking buildings because there's like multiple doors that lead to like the same rooms. And then I forget where I've already been yep. because again, I'm playing the game, looking for stuff and I'm looking at all the drawers, looking everywhere for stuff. And then I get freaking lost. And you know, who's not helpful? Ellie Tess and Tess or Ellie. Yeah, I know None of them. Like someone knows where we're going. It's clearly not me. Yeah. Anybody? The only way I know I'm going the right way is if Joel starts talking. <gasps> okay. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I had the same thought where I would get very frustrated going anywhere. And then as soon as Joel would start talking, I'm like, oh, thank God I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. That's it. That's all you have to go on. Yeah. Um, and then we also get a new mechanic, which I think you mentioned last time on the podcast when you were saying that you thought the bottles were Molotov cocktails, but I now we get our be, first one. And now they could be. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this. You actually used yours later. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Meanwhile, I forgot I had it entirely. <laughs> so, I mean, I did successfully set a guy on fire. You did. Sure wasn't on purpose. You but absolutely it did. was effective. <laughs> so I'm really excited about the Molotov cocktail. I think something you actually may have missed, if I'm thinking correctly, in your walk through your watch through or your walkthrough here. Um, in the part where we're in the room with a ton of clickers, I think it's like in the subway, and there's uh -huh. like a ton of clickers. There's a side room that had like a note in a drawer that was like, oh, go to this safe and you'll get a bunch of crap. Oh, I um, definitely didn't do that. Yeah. yeah, I was able to do that. But the thing that drove me nuts where I died a few times is that there's not only clickers. No, we also have runners in here as well. And yeah. you have to sneak up on the runners. And usually my move is because I'm ridiculous and I need to save my components is that I'm like, no, instead of in shiving the runners, I don't want to waste my shivs. I'm just going to strangle the runners, which honestly is a little bit traumatizing as someone playing the game because it's a very prolonged strangling. The strangling isn't just two seconds and they're dead. You strangle these things for like 10 full seconds. It's slightly closer to realistic than a lot of video games and movies where it's like, oh yeah, two seconds, you you choked them out and they're dead, which is not remotely realistic. Um I will strangle if I have the time. It's all a timing factor for me. And if like yeah. no one else knows I'm there, yes, I will strangle. If I'm like in a rush to keep moving, shiv and move on. Uh, when are you going to use your shivs, Jess? If not on the runners and only, not on the clickers. Only on the clickers. Did you open a door with one? Yes. That's I where was, the good I was stuff like, is. Yeah, I was like, this might be a waste, but there was good stuff in there. No, so there's always good. There's always pills and like all the yeah. good stuff is in there. The pills, which are essentially like skill points to unlock things that make you better at stuff. Yeah, were uh, you able to upgrade anything yet? Oh, yeah. Healing faster. First thing I did was heal faster. <laughs> yeah, I upgraded a bunch of my guns. Um, I'm terrible at mm -hmm. shooting. We'll get into that more later because it comes majorly into play with the cops. Oh, the cops. Um, yeah. But yeah, the then you get to the point where we're like in the museum and we get separated from Ellie and Tess. Mm -hmm. um, and this was the point where I was like, oh, great. That means we're going to be running into a ton of clickers. I just know it. And of course we do. And let me tell you, 
this is the part in the game where besides the cops at the end, I died the most was in the room in the museum where you're finally able to like help Ellie and Tess out with the clickers. Um, I died a bazillion times because there's so many of them coming at you at once and they're like, oh, just run away. Press L1 and run. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's too many. That's the thing is like you have no sense of where they are too, which I guess is is realistic. I get it. But like at the same time, you run and then all, and then you run into a bunch of guys and then more of them come from behind you somehow. And it's just yeah. like, what? How? Where? I think I need to be better at finding the corners of the room and standing in the corners. And that way I can see where all of them are coming from. Um, but I am more of a um, panic attacker. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like a high yeah, panic attack. Sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm more of the mindset of, I'm just going to wildly swing my arms and hope it connects with something. <laughs> I mean, I definitely ended up in some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I start punching one guy and then more guys keep showing up. So I just keep punching yeah. until eventually I'm just punching the air because they've all gone away. Yeah. Most uh, of the time like, when it's right. happening is I die because they end up like coming from behind and biting me um, uh-huh. when I'm too, or I lose all my health and then die. Um, which I do think your health goes down quicker than mine does in the normal mode. Um, Probably, I feel like yeah. I, I just have more health in general. But yeah, I need to be better at shooting. I think my philosophy thus far has been I'll punch because I'm better at punching than shooting when I probably should be practicing my shooting. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky, though, because punching is not a resource. You can always punch. Which is why I do it. I don't want to run out of bullets, mm-hmm. even though I'm on Oh, I found a crowbar at one point. That was really exciting. Oh. The crowbar is the best because that wooden, that piece of wood with like nails on it breaks, it breaks in two really seconds. Fast. Yeah. When I had that crowbar, I was splitting heads all over the place. Zombie <laughs> heads were splattering everywhere and it was glorious. Let me tell you, that was great. Um, yeah, it was very much so. Should we talk about the, so as I was going through the game, I was like, am I getting near the end? Like, I've gotten out of the museum, or I'm getting towards the end of the museum, and I'm like, I don't feel like a lot of stories happened. Like, I've right. covered a lot of physical ground, um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of story development. Uh, and what the show did, I think, to compensate for that was give us this scene in Jakarta in 2003. Yes, yes. Which is, again, very, very different than than the than the the game that yeah we... the game feels like it's gonna stay in our current time and we're like moving right. through joel's real-time experience um the show is definitely playing around with the timeline and of the storytelling more yeah it definitely feels a little bit different so remind me again what is uh what is going on in the scene that we get because it's it's interesting to me how much I cared about this woman in Jakarta after like five minutes of the show being there. It is such a strength of this show, the way that you get it, they can get you so invested in characters so quickly. Um, except for Robert, who was no one. Um, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> so bitter, bitter about, about it. Robert because we spent he like was, he was so much work, him. he was so much work for me, and the we show spent did so much not time care. on you, Robert. Um, <laughs> So we have this doctor in Jakarta, and I'm going to see if I can pull up her name real fast. Um, But she's just like having lunch in a restaurant and uh, the police or like the military police or the military, something like that, um, 
show up to pick her to like grab her essentially and she's like am i in trouble did i commit a crime and he's like no of course not and she's like well okay but you know you're yeah you're the authorities you're the authorities of some kind yeah dr um ratna um yeah, a mycology professor yeah, uh, she's been studying mycology for 20-something years uh, at the University of Indonesia. Um, so they take her to a lab to show her a specimen. And I think she's like, why did you prepare it like this? Or why did you use this chemical? And the guy's like, that's what you use for things you've taken from samples you've taken from humans. And yeah, she's like, and she's cordyceps like, oh, can't survive in humans. But this is based, like, because we saw episode one, um, we heard, like, oh, with global warming, eventually they will be able to survive in humans. And this is evidenced by this, she goes to see this corpse that has a human bite mark on its leg. And it is growing f- those, again, the tentacles, the fungal uh, tentacles out of its mouth, which she pulls out and they're still uh, moving. Yeah, and they're this... like they're trying. They're like trying to get to her. Yeah, yeah, it's no, disgusting. Shut it down. <laughs> I never need to see any tentacle faces ever again. I really don't. Yeah, um, and but... she cuts open the wound too, and I couldn't tell if if there was like an implication that you could see kind of like fungus growing it inside like fungus. of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it uh, did. And and the doctors are like, so vaccine, medicine, what are we doing here? And she's like, uh, bomb the city. Yeah. And what's most interesting about this, I think, is we talked a little bit about it last time was like the breadcrumb theory, right? Yeah. They mentioned um, the flour mill or the grain mill. It or started something. at a flour factory. Yes. That's where the first, it seemed seemingly the first incident happens. And so when this doctor, Dr. Ratna, finds mm-hmm. out that, oh, there are several workers that worked at this factory that are missing, she knows. Like it's, um, a really big shout out Christine Hakim I think is how you pronounce um, the mm-hmm. Indonesian actress who played uh, Dr. Ratna she the look on her face was so perfect of like the oh we're effed like there's nothing we can do it's too it's too late now um, yeah. she says we have to bomb the city and wipe out everyone can you please take me home so I can spend some time with my family um, and we do get the the shot of the the bomb, like the big bomb hole in the city in the episode. Now, I yeah. don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we got a like a bomb implosion in the game. No, did we? not at all. Yeah, I didn't Mm-mm. think so. Um, I mean, you see a lot of things on fire uh, in like Sarah's time, um, right? But really, we don't see any kind of um, larger response from the military other than uh, shooting people that they think might be infected um, right. at the beginning of the game. And from then on in, in game timeline, we're only in the present. Uh, right. And I think I really like this addition to the, to the show because it does make it feel like it's... Um, it's a bigger like nationwide thing, a global, like global. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's expanding the world of, you know, the pandemic. Right. And they're bringing in the implications of how would the world and it's just what we all need. Yeah. yeah. How would the world and its governments handle this? Because I think the game is much more very much tied to Joel and Ellie and Tess before she dies. Right. Like we're just following them and their experiences. It's much more local. Um, to their experiences but I really liked the inclusion of this scene 
Um, I think it's adding something to, and I think, you know what it is? I'm wondering too, if um, people who have played the game before are getting a kick out of it because it feels like there are still some secrets that there are like some twists that the show can throw at people yeah. who, who have played the game already. Agreed. Um, but yeah, we get, we get tentacle face, uh, tentacle spores, gross. Um, she, that yeah, she's up. like, she puts the forceps like down into the throat and I'm like, nope, nope. I don't need to see what's, I know what's coming out and I don't need to see it. I don't, I don't want yeah. it. I don't want any of it. And it's interesting too, because the person, um, the corpse seemingly had been shot through the head. You could see the bullet mark in the yeah. forehead. So it's interesting that these like tentacle spores were still moving, even mm -hmm. though like, cause they were living in that like dead body, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is something that is not at all present in the game. interestingly enough comes into play when we get to the massachusetts state house which is like where they're aiming to go because it's where the firefly base is right so we keep seeing the capitol building in the distance in the game and it's like really far away <laughs> no matter where you are until all of the sudden you're at it um yeah something i noticed i was like oh we're here uh but in the show in contrast with the game um, the show brings in this hive mind quality uh, yes. of all of the mushrooms kind of talking to each other and activating all of the infected. And so as they're exiting the museum and they're very high up and they have this view, which gets commented on both in the game and in the show, uh, in the show, there's just like the, the ground is littered with bodies of these infected uh, people um, just kind of like crawling along on the ground. They're like in piles. Um, very evocative. Yeah. I really thought this was so fascinating. Something that isn't at all present in the game mechanics thus far is the ability for um, like uh, Joel has said, if you step on a spore a mile away, it's possible that spore can talk to infecteds that are just and like call up there. the troops it's and like call there's them. a threat uh there's a non-infected there's a source here that we can yeah. you know feast which, upon basically yeah, which comes into play later and it's honestly horrifying and let yeah. me tell you i really hope this continues not to be a game mechanic because it's, <laughs> it's terrifying looking um and i think what's interesting is um in terms of the imagery right the city of of boston um like so beautiful some shots taken like literally directly from the game itself but something i'm noticing more in the show than in the game is there's much more spores themselves in the show like they've full-on taken over buildings whereas i feel like in the game it's much more like nature uh, like moss and leaves have overgrown yeah. versus spores yes um we definitely get the sense of like uh, Tess even talks about, you know, oh, they probably people went in there to get shelter and then they all got infected while they were in there. And so now this entire building has been overrun and that's how they continue to spread further and further out and take over more and more of the city is people are trying to get into the quarantine zone. And in the meantime, like there's nowhere safe to hide you can't stop yeah. running like whereas this is another thing i feel like in the game you have no downtime um even when you're crafting 
uh, you're not in a menu, really. You're like doing it in real time while you're hiding. You have to find somewhere to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Find somewhere safe to do it. You're almost never like truly safe from being found by the cops or by the infected or by something. Um, you have to always keep moving in the, in the show. I feel like they constantly have downtime where they're sitting around so that Ellie can like rip off one liners left and right. And I'm like, when did I, I didn't get to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do tend to agree with that. Um, it does feel like there's a little bit more safety, at least sometimes in the show. Um, it, I did find it a bit strange. They're just like standing up on the top of this building, looking down at all of these people, like, or, you know, not people anymore, infected, like crawling all over each other. And you're just like, yeah, let's just stand up here and look at them. And I'm like, I would be running in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, I don't want to be anywhere near them. Um, yeah. Are we going uh, the long way or the we're going to be screwed way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and this, this part of the game itself, I got stuck on for a little bit the part where there is a truck tractor blocking your way and um, you can go into a building where there are a couple infected hanging out and then ultimately I got very lost until I realized oh you have to pull over like a, a dresser to be able to yeah, jump over the truck like pulling giant dumpsters around I'm, I'm like so this, part of moving dumpsters I just don't believe it I don't believe that this is the most efficient way for us to be accomplishing anything what happened to me just like giving Tess a boost and then her pull me that's up? that's exactly what I wanted to do I was yeah. like a hundred percent I can just toss her up there based on everything else we've done yeah and then she can pull me up with her superhuman strength with phys- physics that make no sense what why am I shoving a dumpster through this room full of infecteds? Because I was like, uh, let's go look everywhere else before we go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, that's where the thing was that we needed. And moving it is so difficult. I'm so tired of moving things. It's like very clumsy and clunky. It feels they all to have be like able the, to manipulate the, the them. shopping cart, like bum wheel. And they all like go off a little sideways <laughs> the whole time. And I'm just like, I don't, this is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. And so eventually we do end up making it to the Capitol building. Um, they made a little bit of a, a change in the show, which I actually really liked where instead of the like algae pond being outside, it's inside in the, mm-hmm. in the show. And I, I love the scene where Ellie's like, I can't swim, which makes sense. Um, the kid has grown up only during this time of her yeah, life. She's where like, oh, is there a pool swim? in the quarantine zone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I thought was very funny. And I loved um, I loved Joel, like, then just standing up in the water. And she's like, okay, well, I didn't know it was going to be that Yeah, like, shallow. how was I supposed to know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we finally make it into the Capitol building. And it's different in the game than it is in the show, where in the game, it's that the cops have come and killed all of the Firefly members. Right. Um and uh in the show it's no there was an infection that spread and some of them turned on each other and some of them end up uh infecting they all died yeah Yeah. you know whether they were trying to get rid of the infected before they got infected or they got infected in the process none of them made it out or if they did they're not here anymore which is probably you know the, the right thing for them to have done um but either way, game or show, Tess says this is the end of the road for her. They're not making it out. You know, she's not. Tr- this is not how this was supposed to go. She doesn't know if Ellie is any good or not. They don't know what they really have. She doesn't want to go all the way west to like somewhere. Um, and this is it for her. 
and Ellie is the one who realizes why. Right. She has been bitten. Um, did you see this coming? Did you think that she was going to be infected? No. Oh. I did not realize that, like, because, you know, we already lost one, not even main character, but someone that they really wanted us to be invested in. I didn't know another one was going to drop so soon also. Although I guess it makes sense given that we know the game, you know, the one thing I know is that the game is focused on Joel and Ellie. Uh, right. Which is exactly really... why I knew that. Oh, I didn't. I shouldn't say I knew. I assumed we would lose Tess very early, given that Ellie and Joel are the two main people. They're right. the ones on the cover of the game. Yeah, it's not a trio. Exactly. So I figured Tess was probably going to get infected, being that this is a show about the infection. Um, that was probably how she was going to go out. Mm. Um, and as soon as she was arguing with Joel and saying, this is the end for me, I was like, oh, shit, she has gotten herself yeah. infected. And I really did enjoy, though, on the show how Ellie got rebit again mm-hmm. and hers didn't spread at all. And then yeah. that is the comparison that um that Tess makes is look at this bite. Mine is only an hour ago. Hers is like a few hours old and look at mine and look at hers. Like mine's already worse and hers is still is like fine. Yeah. Um, which I really liked. And the scene is very similar. Like a lot of the dialogue is pulled straight from the game here between Tess and Joel um, with Tess sacrificing herself, except in the game, it's the cops are coming. I'm going to hold them off. You run. And in the, in the show it's, oh my gosh, we've accidentally activated a bunch of the infected. They're coming for us. Awful. Mm -hmm. Um, I did really like Tess's speech of like, this is real. Like whatever is going on with her, this, you know, I know you've heard a million times, this could be the cure. This could be the vaccine, but like, this is legit and you've got to have hope and you've got to try it. Cause like, what else are you going to do? Right. And she basically says, if our relationship means anything to you, you'll do this. Like, which I think is a uh, in the game again. It's left a little bit more ambiguous if Tess and, and Joel are together yeah. romantically, and I feel like that was the biggest key in the in the game was her saying that like we've been through a lot together. And Zed, you have to imagine too. This has been going on for twenty years. How many times early on do you think they had heard? Oh, we have a vaccine. It's right, going to be here soon. You know, like I mean, not for nothing, but we. I'm sure we both felt that way uh, during COVID, right? Like waiting to. Hear about a vaccine obviously not as dire um as in the game but yeah i mean we got uh, we got a vaccine incredibly fast here it only took a year that's like astronomical time yeah uh, for for medical things to be accomplished um so we were extremely lucky and i know i was very emotional when i went to go get my first i wasn't expecting to be um but it really did feel like a turning point and like granted it's now been two years since that moment and we're uh still working on it but just tested myself the other day we're still like, uh, we're i test in it yep <laughs> i test for work twice a week um we're still in it the pandemic is not over no matter yeah. what uh the cdc wants to tell you um but yeah but yeah it's, to think about 20 years right like i i felt like um this show coming out when it is coming out i feel like uh we we'd never be able to relate to these characters in any sort of way uh, um until up until like 2020 and i i can imagine being in Joel's position and it being 20 years after this uh, outbreak and i'm sure he's been told a million times that there's a cure we're working on a vaccine yada 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 um and i think he's finally like 
even if he doesn't believe it, Tess does. And I don't think he wants her to like die in vain. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if what he has to do is get Ellie where she needs to be, that's, that's what he's going to do. He does seem like based on what we know of him and what we've seen with him and Sarah and, and him and Tess, he very much does feel like a loyal person um, and someone who sticks to his, his word. Uh, and so that was a very impactful scene for me, both in the show and in the game. I thought it was very well done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's, that's, what's going to be, what's going to happen in both cases. Joel's like, all right, Ellie, we're leaving. This is it. Mm -hmm. We got to go. Um, and Ellie's really angry about it, which was kind of surprising to me too. She's like, we're not leaving her. Um, despite, you know, them kind of having no real warm relationship up to this point. Uh, I also really liked in the show, Ellie's got her sandwich um, that Marlene yeah. packed for her. And at one point, Joel's like, you got a flashlight in there or just sandwiches? Um, and she asks for a gun and, and Joel says, no way. She's like, okay, I'll just throw a sandwich at him, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's all she's got. Yeah, uh, I thought they did a good job in the show of uh, more so than in the game where it felt like Tess was the first one to believe Ellie and mm-hmm. the first one to kind of approach her, right? Instead of keeping her at a gun's length. Um, and so I thought that the show did a good job of building in what little time they had building a relationship between Tess and Ellie so that there is more impact when Ellie does not want to leave Tess to die. Yeah. Um, because Tess was the first one to be like, Joel, we have to look at her. We have to believe her. Like, look at her. She's there's no, not a scratch on her. She's not like getting infected at all. Um, yeah. and she's the one who convinces Joel to continue on with the mission when he wants to just go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the show did a good job at kind of digging into that relationship a little bit more so that there was more of an emotional gut punch when they have to leave Tess. Yeah, I do feel like uh, both Ellie and Tess are more fully formed as characters already in the show than they are in the game. Um, obviously, that we've gotten what we're going to get of Tess at this point. point. Uh, but I think because there's not a lot of story action in the game here, we definitely did spend some time developing the relationships between these characters with some new conversations in their downtime that I resent them having. Uh, (laughs) Especially this next part, because in the game, in the show, it's as simple as, okay, Tess is going to spill gasoline everywhere. She's going to dump out a bunch of grenades, which let me tell you, if I was playing the game during the scene, I'd be snatching up grenades left and right. As Joel. <laughs> Why did he not grab a single grenade? Come on. That's going to come in handy, man. Yeah. She's like pushing it. All of this is happening before they're out of there. And I'm just like, you gotta, you really got to go or you're going to be on fire and it will uh, not grenade, be an accident. <laughs> grab a grenade. But yeah. So she dumps out a bunch of gasoline, whatever. She's trying to light her Zippo lighter. My girl is struggling with that Zippo. This was infuriating to me. I didn't even find it stressful. I just found it irritating because I was like, (laughs) you know, she's going to get it eventually. But not before Tentacle Face comes over to her and sticks his nasty tentacle spores down her throat. With the grossest French kiss I've ever seen in my life. Why? 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 I I need that person fired. (laughs) Whoever made made this decision. decision, What is wrong with you? Who hurt you? Why? And why? Especially why because just, the just, eyes. I, I can't understand it. Oh, yeah, please. French kiss me with your tentacle mouth. It feels ah. weird. Like, I don't know what we're supposed to make of the situation where it felt at a certain point. Because Tess could have uh, theoretically 
Tess could have run away from that particular person to be able to light the lighter, right? Yeah. But it felt like her body was almost like signaled to stay. Like right. you could see the panic and fear in her eyes, but almost like she could physically could not move. If it was involuntary, I needed that to be a little more clear because yeah. to me, it looked like she kind of was just like, okay, well, this, you know, the John Mulaney, well, this might as well happen. Um, no, it might as well not happen. It needs, yeah. no, that never needs to happen. I don't ever want to see it. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Um, extremely hard pass from me on that moment. Uh, explosion, I guess. Yeah, you got the HBO budget. You want to do the big dramatic I loved explosion, the explosion moment. Great, sure. Certainly yeah. more dramatic than her essentially getting killed off screen by a couple of cops. Um, right. and, then and she the... only she took out a few of them is what they say. We overhear the cops saying, oh, she took out a few of our guys. Yeah. And we kind of like sneak by on the rotunda above where that has happened. Right. And shortly after that is where I jumped to my death, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because like this most dramatic emotional moment of the section of the game is happening. And then I, you know, just jumped for no reason. This part, I also um, I got lost a few times trying to figure out where the heck to go in this Capitol building. I mm -hmm. mean, my, my husband is like, you better go. They're going to come after you. And I'm like, I don't know where to go. Shut up, um, Will. I'm trying. <laughs> he eventually did point out to me like on the on the rotunda, like, oh, you have to go to the right on there. But this is the point in the game where I died the most, I think, um, mm -hmm. because again, uh, so we do end up finding a, a gun on a, on a dead person, on a dead body that is a rifle. Mm -hmm. Um, and Will had said to me, you should use the rifle because it takes less shots to kill them. Like apparently the guns are, I don't oh, know, the bullets sure, are yeah. bigger or whatever. Um, the problem is, let me, let me break this down for you. This rifle freaking sucks. And you want to know why <laughs> it only shoots two freaking bullets and then you have to reload it. And you know what? I don't yeah. have time to do reload a gun mm -hmm. when I miss, like I quickly got very frustrated with the rifle and switched it back over to the small gun to be able to shoot the small gun instead. Yeah. Um, but I died a zillion times because the cops come out of absolutely everywhere and they give you no time to kill any of them before there are four surrounding you. Mm -hmm. And you have no, because you're just a human. You're not a superhero. You don't have any sort of like AOE attack to like get them all off of you. You're literally just fighting them one at a time. Right. And the game is giving you a little more credit than it should in like not immediately killing you because there's four guys on you. Um, yeah. But it's a lot. Uh, well, yeah, I struggled with this part of it too. Yeah, you died a couple times. You actually ended up Molotov cocktailing uh, one of the, the last the guy on your way out, which was actually a brilliant idea that I should have thought of because there were times a, a when really there were lovely dramatic them. ending to our time in the Capitol. Yeah. And this was where I got most frustrated because you know what I love to do? I love to be a little sneaky sneak and either grab someone from behind and choke them out or sneak up and headshot them with my gun. Mm -hmm. But these mother effers are wearing helmets the audacity of you to be wearing a helmet because i shot one guy and when he didn't instantly die i was very mad that i wasted all my time lining up the perfect headshot mm. but no mr helmet is Armor, alive baby. yeah very annoying uh, there's characters, there's enemies in Far Cry that are called heavies, and they're in like full body armor, and the only place you can shoot them is in the back of the head. It is a tiny little space. That's very uh, And I'm so good at sniping them. But you know what I don't have in this game? A sniper rifle with a silencer, <laughs> which is what I really want. Let me be in my corner, let me look through my little scope, and let me snipe you from the darkness. Yeah. 
no, I'm very mad when they have armor on because I want to be able to kill you instantly with one shot. And if I can't, I get mad because they should just give me the kill for an excellent headshot. It takes a lot of effort to do a headshot. Yeah, and this is realistic. also the point. This is also the point where Ellie ticked me off. No, she is good in a pinch because she will stab people. Um, yeah, she did. A, she helped out a couple of times, which I was excited about. Yeah, me as well. She did help me. But this is also the time where I was lining up the most excellent headshot of all time. And she was like, oh, watch out, Joel. And I was and I was like, off to the side. And I was so <laughs> mad at her. I was like, I had such a good shot lined up and you scared me and I messed it up. Gosh, Ellie. Oops. Yeah. Um, but this part of the game was uh, very difficult, very much unlike the show, where they're just like, oh, you know what? Big explosion. Cool walk away. Cool walk yeah. away. Not for me. Um, d- did you play any further than this, or is this where you as stopped? As soon as I got out of the Capitol building, I stopped, because that is where seemingly the show ends when they get out mm-hmm. of the Capitol building. So I was nervous to go any further, not knowing what was ahead. Having watched yeah, the show. folks in the chat told me to play a little further because they had a feeling the next section probably wasn't going to be in the show based on how the episode ended. Fair, yeah. Um, so I spent some time like swimming around in some sunken trains, which I did not love. Uh, we'll see if that makes it onto the show or not. If not, we'll talk about it next week anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, that'll be a time for you to have next week. You won't die from it, but it will be frustrating. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I think the most frustrating aspects for me is like the show loves to put you in darkness. They love to like throw you in a building, throw you in the subway, put you somewhere where there are no lights. And then I have to use my stupid flashlight, which how do you appre- do you appreciate the shaking mechanic of the of the controller? Now that I know that that's what I'm doing, fine. I don't care. Uh, I did ask right at the beginning. I was like, because I felt like I was turning it on a lot. And I was like, are my batteries going to run out? Am I going to need to find more batteries? What's the Mm -hmm. flashlight situation? Because I'm not using it nonstop if that's going to happen. And they were like, no, you just have to shake it to like bring it back. Okay, fine. Uh, But I kept doing that when the little icon would show up and I didn't understand what I was doing. And then it would go away. And I was like, okay, well... I'll just keep shaking, I guess. And then someone in the chat explained to me. Fine, whatever. Yeah, it's not the most. I, I guess they do give you instructions on the screen. It's not the most intuitive. I'm still very, very bad at remembering what buttons are like the crafting buttons and how to change guns. I had eventually, I got to the point when I was trying to change from like rifle to small gun or whichever way I was trying to do it. Um, Because the game itself, when you find a new gun, it's like, oh, Hold the X button. Oh, it requires you to switch. And I got stuck for so long. I was It was like, press this and then hold X. And I was doing that. And he kept taking his backpack off and putting his backpack back on. That is exactly what happened to me. And I was so angry at the game because I was like, I have held X for like five seconds. And meanwhile, Will's like on his phone next to me. And I'm like, yo, you need to help me. I cannot get him to change the gun. And so I had to like literally hand the controller over to yeah. him to change out the gun because I was so angry at the game at that point. I was like, I was like you got to do too this. long? Is it too short? Like, do I let go of the other button? Like, what do you need me to do? Yeah. yeah I don't find the weapon sh- changing mechanic. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's very um, difficult, and I don't know if it's again like I, you're doing the same thing I am. I think where you're mostly playing the game in like once a week in one sitting, yeah, um, which also could be contributing to us having difficulty learning the buttons because we're not playing it actively every single Straight day. Through, yeah, yeah. Um, so that could not be helping us, but also there are a lot of buttons. <laughs> 
There are. And uh, I started playing Crisis Core on Twitch this morning, and that's a whole new set of controls that are not even the same as the Final Fantasy VII Remake controls. So I immediately changed them. And I was like, no, no, no. You are basically the same game. We will be using the same buttons. You can't suddenly switch dodge to X. Why would you do that to me? That doesn't make um, any sense. X is like the were... primo button. Yeah, and they were explaining all these mechanics that half of which you don't even have control over. And I was like, you are just giving me too much information. Like, I can't even do anything with this. So you don't need to tell me. Put it in a tutorial I can read later. But it's like, well, this means it does this. And this means it does that. And I'm like, okay, do I need to push a button? No, leave me alone. Uh, Lots of lots of buttons being learned by me this week. Um, The one advantage I will have going into next chapter, uh, and this will have already happened by the time this podcast drops, uh, is I'm going to play next week's chunk uh, tomorrow night because I will be out of town for a few days. Um, and I no mushroom Monday next week. Sorry, gang. It will have been previously mushroom Thursday, Wednesday, <laughs> tomorrow's Wednesday um, so that I can stay on track. So I should, <laughs> one would hope, still remember the buttons tomorrow, a whole 48 hours after the last yeah. time I played. But then I'm going to be in big trouble coming into the following week. (laughs) Yeah, I will say that is definitely one of the hardest aspects. I think because um, the game isn't a super long game from what I understand. No, I've been told it's like 20 or 30 hours total, which is very compared to some of the other stuff I'm playing. Exactly. And so I think probably what ends up happening is a lot of people play it like day after day after day and you learn the buttons very easily and quickly. Um, For us, it's You play the game for a week and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing it over probably a 10-week period. Right. Um, So we'll see how we fare. But so far, so good. I will say I am really enjoying the story of the game as well as the show. I'm really enjoying the game itself. I do get frustrated at times, mostly... Um, when I die and I have to redo things, I got very annoyed. Um, I forgot to mention this and we were, when we were in the subway and you are just about to get out of the subway, but you need to either kill or distract a clicker and get a ladder down. That's um, when I made my sneaking song. That is when you made the sneaking song. You ended up killing that clicker. I ended up throwing a bottle. Uh, I threw it too far the first time uh, to distract it. And then what ended up happening was, so Tess gets up the ladder first. And I'm, like, trying to climb the ladder, pressing every button I can. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not letting me do it. And I got eaten by that freaking clicker. And then, you know, what turned out was the second time I did that part of the game, um, I had to let Ellie climb up first. And because I was standing in the way, she refused to climb up. And so, yeah, that was the so that part is a little frustrating at times when I'm like, what am I supposed to freaking click? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is occasionally like you have to do a very specific thing in order to keep going. And the game is not going to help you figure out what that is. It's not obvious. The only time, and I don't know if the game has given you any hints thus far, if you've gotten stuck to the point where it hints at what you should be doing. Um, It did hint me once, and that was during the the tractor trailer incident where I needed to grab that um, that armoire or whatever the heck it was and climb onto the truck. Cause I was wandering all around and I ended up backtracking by accident, not really realizing I had already been there. And yeah. so finally the game was like, would you like a hint? And I'm like, Oh God, oh, wow. I'm that person now. I need the <laughs> hint. Really? Um, so I don't know if that's easy mode only, but it did end up giving me a hint at a certain point. Yeah. I haven't gotten any hints. I just get those. Like when you died, you get oh, the little like tutorial messages. things in the screen where, yeah. Where they're like, Hey, 
stop doing the thing you're doing. It's why you keep dying. And I'm like, yeah, it's very I know. Aggressive. If you run directly at an enemy, like, okay, yeah. all right. Calm Sometimes down. what you should do is run away. Thanks. I'm trying. Yeah. Oh, if you need to run away, press L1 and run away. It's like, all right. Now game. you tell me. Yeah. All right, guy, calm down. I got yeah. it. All right. Uh, I did have a, a problem. I can't remember if it was, I think it was later. It wasn't at the beginning with the cops. Um, but I got to a point where I, my health was pretty low and I had no med kits and there were none anywhere um and so i was struggling because i i had no health and i couldn't regain any health and i just yeah. kept dying uh and eventually i died enough times that one time i came back and i had more health than i had previously had because the game was like oh took boy pity you're just on gonna you. be here forever um <laughs> so thank god because i would still be there uh, mm-hmm. Or I would have had to like literally go back as far as I could until I could find a med kit. And then, of course, I crafted some and then there's med kits left and right. They're like, oh, no, your med kits are full. No, your health is full. You don't need this. And I'm like, yeah. but, I, but I need it. It's very fear. annoying when there's like food lying around and I'm at full health and it doesn't let me take it. Like it's a I can. have a backpack. Come it's on. It's perishable. Why can't I put this in my backpack for later? Oh, you tell me I can't have road snacks. It's yeah, very right? discouraging. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see uh, how our frustrations continue next week. Um, I don't know if I'm having fun playing the game, but I'm having fun having people watch me play the game. Uh, That's one and the same, no? <laughs> <laughs> they like watching me have a bad time. Um, and that's very funny. So come mm-hmm. hang out with me at twitch.tv slash hope. Typically Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Although not this coming week, I will already have played the next part of the game. You can catch the VODs on the Twitch channel or on YouTube. Uh, We're having a lot of fun. I'm not doing well, but we're having a lot of fun. Uh, And other than that, I'm on Twitter at Hard Rock Hope. Mostly just talking about The Last of Us at this point. Um, But if you're missing Final Fantasy, there is Crisis Core on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And there is Final Fantasy 4 on Fridays. Always still Final Fantasy going on on the Twitch. Um, Jess, what do you have going on? I'm still here on Pusher Recaps talking about National Treasure Edge of History. Uh, it is a 10-episode season. Why? I don't know, but that's what they decided to do. a show I've never heard of outside of this podcast. Let me tell you, it should have been eight episodes, but that's fine. We needed to have a jailbreak. Totally cool. Um, and then, of course, I'm also talking season five of Community with Josh Wiggler. Uh, we are in some of the best episodes of Community that ever existed. Um, so definitely go check that out. And, of course, you can also find me on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me with Sarah Ferguson. Talking about all kinds of 90s content, mostly Dawson's Creek lately. But we will have bonus content coming in the month of February. Um, you can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. And, of course, if you want to hit me up in the Discord, that's where I'm at a lot of the time. PosherRecaps.com slash Patreon if you want to find me there tag me say hi um i just posted a picture in snacks earlier i tried for the first time ever a grilling cheese i think it's called like uh what is what is the name of it it's halloumi halloumi i've had halloumi now it was delicious we'll be doing that again um plenty of places to go hang out you could see both of our pets in the pet channel Uh, we frequent the pet channel um just post cute pictures of our doggos go check it out Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, as long as you rate, review, subscribe, we would love to hear from you. Pusherrecaps.com slash last of us, pusherrecaps.com slash Lou. Um, yeah. All right. That is going to be it for us this week. Uh, stay safe out there. Don't talk to any clickers. And we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.